question 74.17. Questioner, I assume that the reason... Sorry, wrong thing. Alright, we are live. Welcome. This is Orion Rising, and it's Friday night, and we are live. Check it out, people. Welcome. Let me get the cameras back over here. There we are. Omar and I, live on Friday night to do the Law of One. What do you guys think about that? Eh, good stuff right there. Say something, Omar. What's up, on. guys? There you go. Let me know if you get a What's reverb on these uh, microphone now. If we do, I'll have to pull that away from here until we get the talking to uh, with Raw there. So check it out, guys. I got my. Uh, I'm up in. I'm up in space. Look, everybody. I'm on the. I'm on the bridge of. I think this is the Defiant, or it might be the Enterprise. This is the Enterprise, I think. It's um, Ambassador Leo. Yep, I'm in the. I'm in the weapons tactical position. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> talking to you guys on the on the camera on board the the deck, and it's uh, you know it's nighttime up here in space, and everybody's sleeping. So I'm managing the whole deck by myself. They said, Ensign, you have the con, and I'm it. I'm the whole crew. <laughs> So I just got to keep an eye out over my shoulder there. You can see the planet there in the background. We're orbiting the moon. And I just got to keep my eye out and make sure nobody comes, no Klingons or anything, try to jump down my throat over here, right? When I'm in That's right. space, so we should be all right. You're going to use uh, uh, data as uh, the one that's going to recite uh, raw. Right, right, exactly, right? We'll have data do raw for us tonight. So we are live. We changed the time. Uh, Omar and I decided that the 4 o'clock hour Everybody was going live on that, and we said, you know what? I, I told him before, why don't we go back to five like we used to do? And he said, let's do it, bro. So um, here we are. We're live. Going to do Law of One, and um, we're going to go live and, and talk about all that stuff. And last week, uh, I had problems with the audio. This week, I have the audio figured out. So Raw was came in lower, and I had to put the mic up by the speakers. Now I move the speakers down here so you guys can hear it a little bit better. But I have to figure out why my soundboard's doing what it's doing. Omar doesn't have that problem. When he plays a video off of YouTube or whatever, he just does it and it just comes through. For some reason, when I do it, uh, it's in the background. It has to be run through a microphone instead of an internal mic. So I think I turned it off or something, and I'll figure that out. I don't know what's going on there. Um, it, yeah, doesn't that's, uh, it doesn't work that way on my uh, other operating system. It just does it on this one. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> that's weird, weird how it does that. that. Uh, yeah. It's been yeah, like that for a long time, too, now, eh? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. exactly. Ever since I've started with StreamYard, it, I've had that problem. Yeah, time, yeah. I've been on there. So it's my computer. I know that because of when I was on yours and, and Rob's and, and, uh, and, and in fact, I didn't have a problem when I was on Clarence's, did I? 
I played you guys the video. No, I had to put the microphone up there so you guys could hear the yeah, video too. Yeah, yeah. We were on uh, Closer Encounters. So it's definitely my system. I just have to figure out why. Uh, Elmore and I were trying to, to uh, brainstorm it just a second ago. Um, let's get everybody to share this out, right? I'm going to share it out. Omar, I'm sure you're already doing that, right? Yeah, I've already um, I've already shared it out to a bunch of groups and uh, started to some watch parties. Good, good. That's yeah, start some watch parties out there, guys. Um, yeah, so get everybody there, happening. Yeah, you guys come on, do that. <clears throat> start some watch parties, and all the chats will go into the chat, so we'll be able to read them uh, and talk to you guys uh, when you yeah. do that. So that's kind of cool, right? This is pretty cool. Um, we haven't uh, done a lot of one since uh, before Christmas, and uh, we've been trying to connect and connect, and uh, it's just been uh, one shit show after another. Yep. yep. And uh, here we are. For us to get Omar back on, and he keeps saying, "Man, we got to get me back on there." Yeah. Like, I yeah. Know, bro. I said I would record every day of the week, any time if we could get him on. Uh, and we just still couldn't make that work. And then yeah, he and was just like, "Man, we got to just do this." I'm like, "Let's we, do uh, this, bro." We just put our noses to the ground and uh, made it happen. So, uh, so that's cool. I really like um, Lop One, and uh, you know, I really have fun time doing it with you because uh, you know we share screens and uh, we bullshit back and forth, and uh, you know, we talk about the uh, uh, the meat, right? That uh, Rod's given us. Right? He's give us a bone and. <laughs> we just find some meat on it, and well, and, and that's, we're like, you know, okay, that and translating his his you know the way they talk because he talks like he's a nuclear physicist with a 250 IQ, and says words and in, in, in phrases and things in ways that not everybody understands. So we're trying to yeah. also help you guys to understand what it is that that he you know Raw meant or or even Don questioning. Because Don talks the same way to back to Raw, so they talk like they're um, Sheldon, you know, from from the uh, Big Bang Theory. Like yeah, not everybody understands Sheldon, right? I do because I was Sheldon when I was a kid. I have a two nephews right now that are the same way, and um, we get talking with my, my youngest nephew, who's like seventeen, just about turned seventeen, and he and I start talking, and his mom and dad are like, "Are you guys even speaking English?" They're like, you guys are all into nerd right now. You just hit Geekville. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, yeah, that's, you know. Nerd, nerd has nerd its own language, language right? <laughs> yeah, it like, really is. You know, it's, it's a unique does, language that, that yeah, the nerds world over understand that, that language. It doesn't matter where you come from. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things I thought was, yeah, you're right. One of the things I thought was hilarious in the Big Bang Theory was Penny came in and Sheldon was playing a video game. And so she bugged him and asked him a question. And he said, AFK. Right, which everybody knows if you're playing a, a, a game where you have other players, that means away from keyboard. Even I play World of Warcraft, so I type it, you type in AFK, and when someone tries to talk to you, it tells them this player is AFK right now. So they know that you're not just ignoring them, that you're away from the keyboard. So he's, he's, she goes, what does that mean? She, she, said, he says to, or she says to him, what did that mean? You said AFK. He goes, AFK. Oh, that means away from keyboard. She says, oh, I see. He says, what does that mean? She goes, oh, I see. <laughs> she, she, he thought she was saying oh i the letter c the letter like yeah. he was doing and she was saying no it means oh i see and then he goes oh and then he felt stupid loved it though <laughs> i loved it because he was in nerd mode and she wasn't so it was the writers were beautiful to do that it was just fabulous that they did that okay guys so uh we finished up or got close to the end of uh 74 uh, so we're at um, 
74 point, I think it's 17. I'll have to reset it now and look because um, I was just playing with a sound and I'm probably going to start at the wrong place and who knows, right? And now I got people texting me and, I, and so. Um, so what are we on? Uh, 74.17? Question yes, question 17. Okay. So I'll go over here and make sure that that's where we are because I was playing it. Um, I think that's yeah. where we'll start. If not, I'll restart it. Let me back. Before we start this, uh, why don't you give us a quick, uh, especially me, a quick update as to uh, the last couple of chapters, right? In and in in like a you know, quick. Well, mostly it's been, I mean, mostly it's the same. We talked off air, but those of you who are just, you know, catching us, maybe you hadn't seen last week's or the weeks before. Um, they're, they're getting into personal spiritualism now and raising that, you know, they also throw in healing. Uh, you know, and that sort of stuff. And he's asking a lot of questions about um, basically the matrix and um, where you're, you're seated, like, uh, you know, when you have the higher self uh, and, how, and how people evolve uh, from, you know, to move up to the next level on the good side and the bad side. And uh, they were also talking about um, being attacked from or, or uh, um, uh, what else? I think we're, we're just now on to... Um, raising your vibration, and so he's talking about the indigo ray again. Uh, okay, understanding infinite wisdom, understanding. Um, we were talking about being able to have abilities by understanding infinite, uh, uh you know, the infinite reality, the, mm -hmm. the, the infinite wisdom of the infinite creator, and that gives you the window to the logos and the sub logos, and that's kind of where we're at right now, I believe. Okay, okay, yeah. We'll see once we get started here. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, they, they kind of spin out of that and back into it as Don is trying to learn and understand it. You know how he does. He goes yeah, off yeah. over here yeah. and then he says, well, let's come back to what we talked about in an earlier session because he's starting to grasp the concept. And and so they get a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper. You know how that works. That's what. Always yeah, with more questions comes more answers. And the more answers you get makes more sense on the earlier questions. And then you got to come back and say, wait a minute, I didn't understand that. How does that work? And uh, and then he's got to explain that. And then more questions come out of that. You know how it is, right? It's a loop that just goes in uh, in circles. Yep. So I put that up on the screen. It's a good loop. I like it. That. Yeah. Right. Type your questions into the chat. So whatever you're watching this uh, on any of the of the places where they started watch parties or whatever, all those chats filter to us in here, uh, so we can read them. And if you want your name to be shown when when you go to type in uh, Streamyard, they'll ask you. Uh, if you um, uh, if you want to let your name be shown, if you don't, it'll just come up user, and so we won't know who you are. We'll just be able to answer your question. Uh, but uh, please feel free at any time to put comments in there and ask questions because that's what we're here for. We're here to play this, and you're going to see it on your screen on full screen. You're going to see the words, and you're going to hear data <laughs> with, English, <laughs> with an English accent because uh, I'm up here on the Enterprise uh, uh, in orbit around the moon. Uh, you can see it in the background there. Wait, my head's in the way. In the background, right there. <laughs> Great view. <laughs> yeah. So that's there's there's our our uh, view screen on the front of the ship here. And like I said, I'm at that weapons tactical position uh, over here on the side of the building here, and so on the left side of the bridge. So, uh, like I said, you ask us questions. Please share this uh, because people don't realize if they looked at the schedule or they thought we were live an hour ago. And they may have thought, okay, they didn't do a show this week, and so they're not checking. So share this out in all the different groups over there. I can't because I'm, I don't have another monitor up. I just have my phone. My phone doesn't let me share it like the computer does. You know how they're different apps. 
you know, different programming. This is Windows 10 and that's an Android. <laughs> different <laughs> <Data>. format. Different <laughs> format. Okay. So yeah, let's just go ahead now. Uh, Where's so my sound share, effects? Let me, what's it? Yeah. Right. <laughs> let me share my screen here and move over to um, the law of one here. And we'll get that up. Is that up for you to see? Yes, it is. So I'll go full screen over there so you can see it, okay? And then and then we'll go full screen here and full screen over there. So let me go back over there and go full screen so you guys can see it in full screen mode here. And here we go. Let me be back a little <laughs> bit in the middle of his answer here. Itself. With the appropriate emotional will, polarity, and purity, work may be done with or without proper sound vibration complexes. However, there is no need for the blunt instrument when the scalpel is available. Okay, so now we're starting 74.17. Question 74.17. Questioner, I assume that the reason that the rituals that have been used previously are of effect is that these words have built a bias in consciousness of those who have worked in these areas so that those who are of a distortion of mind that we seek will respond to imprinting consciousness of this series of words. Is this correct? Answer, I am Ra. This is, to a great extent, correct. The exception is the sounding of some of what you call your Hebrew and some of what you call your Sanskrit vowels. These sound vibration complexes have powered before time and space and represent configurations of light which build all that there is. So, uh, Leo, I see he just... Um, he just said, uh, you know, Sanskrit and, um, and uh, the Hebrew, right? So essentially what he's meaning is uh, the Semitic languages like uh, Arabic, uh, you know, Urdu, Hindi, um, things like that, uh, Turkish, uh, very, <clears throat> very Semitic languages. So what he's talking about, the vibrations there, is uh, here, I'm going to share my screen with you. Oh. Let me get my, um, make sure I share my audio. So this um, sound that he's talking about, or this language that he's talking about, he's meaning really uh, sound and vibration, right? So this is a uh, uh, ancient Vedic chant uh, that they do in, uh, in temples, which is connected to the uh, Aum. So here, okay. let me, uh, yeah. listen to listen his, to words. his words. Oh, Ganana Antva Ganapatim Abahe Kavinka Vina Kamasravasam Yeshala Jam Brahmanam Brahmanaspatahas and Vodevisi Dasatanam Mahaganapata Jena Maha Igabadadadra 
so uh, that's what he's talking about time and um, you know sound uh, beyond um, this reality that we're in because when you chant like that in a temple that um, you know that raises your vibration and your distortion and uh, and then you get more connected to that indigo ray energy that uh, Ra is talking about and essentially that's the pyramid of uh, great Giza uh, represents as well because when you go in there and you go um uh, you hear the vibration right throughout the uh, entire period pyramid I mean yep well and that's you know the the we know that because everything is sound and a vibration we also know like you said om being the, the supposed to be the, the perfect tone um you mm -hmm. personally each person personally has a tone that is your personal vibration uh and that is your perfect pitch and it, the way you can tell i was taught this when i was very young the way you can do is is uh, you know do that, that like a hum and then go up and down through the octaves until you find one that vibrates your entire skull and when you hit that pitch and it vibrates your entire skull really a lot more than any other sound, that's the tone that you resonate at and that is your perfect tone. So the and, universal perfect tone is om, and that registers in your head. But yeah, and through your entire that, body. Yeah, but there's another one that also does that that's personal to you. Although om is for all of us, but each mm -hmm. individual has their own as well. And it's usually pretty close to om though. It's not, it's not too far off, it depends. If you're a man or a woman, you have different tones, so your your you know men have a deeper voice, so their tone range uh, is is uh, on a lower uh, zone than women. Some men have all of it, you know, and some women mm -hmm. do too. But but it, so it depends on where your range runs normally, uh, and it's somewhere similar to your voice that you hear, because that's how you hear your voice. You hear it through your skull and your ears, not just um, out this way. And that's why people, when you you record yourself and you play it back, you go, "That's not what I hear." Well, that's what everybody mm -hmm. else hears. So it's close to that sound and you'll find that vibration just by doing that. Just start at a lower register and just start moving up slowly like this and just keep doing it until you get, and if you get to the mm, and it's ohm, then and you're pretty much in tune and just stay there. Cause yeah, and that's what, saying, uh, if you do ohm long enough, you feel it register through your entire body. Yeah. And that's what uh, Ra means when he says uh, these sound vibration complexes have power before time and space and represent configurations of light which build all that there is, right? So when you find your own tone, like you're saying, yeah. Right, and I talked about that last time on the last show, The Charm of Making, and, uh, and translated it, one of, and it's not the only one, but it's the most popular one, like even The Undertaker, the wrestler, used, uh, he took out part of it. Um, because he, did, he, I guess he didn't want everybody to, to actually just be able to copy it because it is the actual uh, um, um, 
charm of making one of them. Mm -hmm. And um, I and I did that last time. I'll do that again. It's and it, you people are going to hear this. It was in if you watch the movie um, um, Excalibur that was made in 1982. They they said it in there, and then the Undertaker says it. And it was also in uh, the cartoon from um, Smurfs because all the spells that Gabriel actually cast in that cartoon are real spells, just so you know, real magic spells. So the so one of the charms of making the most popular here with the druids and the and the pagans. Uh, over in Europe is that translates into English uh, as is is uh, all of nature um, uh, all of nature and of space time to hear or do hear my call okay those are the direct word translations the, the meaning of that translation, uh, if you guys know anything about translating uh, languages, sometimes the direct uh, translation of words isn't the mm -hmm. actual spirit. The spirit <clears throat> is all that is nature and all that is space, time, heed my call, hear my call, do my bidding, and, um, or hear my intentions. And that's the actual charm of making. That is, uh, has been handed down generation after generation by Merlins. And that's why in 1982 they did a really good job because um, he didn't say his name was Merlin. He said he was a Merlin. And a Merlin is a title. I would be a Merlin if I were in, that, in the Druid faith, but I'm not. But I was born uh, with those gifts and quickly recognized by the, by the Druids as a Merlin when I was like five. <laughs> right? So that's kind of like being the Dalai Lama to the... To the, the uh, to the uh, druids and the pagans of old, okay? Um, which yeah, is funny yeah. because the Dalai Lama now, when I hear him speak, I go, I go. The only thing that he's got on me is that is that Asian accent. And yeah, so I find some most of what he says rather dull, uh, and I, I just I'm disappointed because he's supposed to be. I expect in in the in the TV series um, of of uh, Stargate SG One, they had a little boy who was a Dalai Lama, and the things he said were more, there was more wise than the things the actual Dalai Lama says. And he was a character that they wrote lines for in a TV show. <laughs> for me, when I, um, you know, expect to hear from somebody like Dalai Lama, I expect to hear the type of knowledge that uh, David Icke drops on you. You know, like uh, some really serious, deep shit, you know, and uh, to me, then that would be a Dalai Lama. I'd be like, oh, right on. So... Luckily, we have a Dalai Lama, the uh, well, David Icke. There's guys that are out there that are, that are really uh, Sufis that are, that are yeah. very, very wise. And some of these guys, they're, they're humble and they're not, you know, they're not looking for attention. And, you know, they're not touring the world like the Dalai Lama does. And I'm not the, saying that the Dalai Lama is not, is not something. But when I watched him talk to a little girl um, who was, uh, was speaking through a computer a robot because she was homebound, and um, she said, um, you know, maybe a girl could be the Dalai Lama. And I watched him say, well, um, tradition is that that's not the way it is that only boys are. And I was like, you know, somebody who's supposed to be completely woke. It's very sexy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was a very I'm, sexy uh, statement. He's supposed to be the guy in charge. If he were really awake and, and uh, as woke as he's supposed to be, he would have said, you know what, you're right. And I think we should change that rule. That's right. And that tradition to allow us to open up for the other half of the people on the planet. Now, like some of the things instance, um, the royal families are doing now, right. you know, to, uh, you know, I think the Buckingham Palace just uh, passed something like that, that, uh, you know, if William was to have a, a girl instead of a boy, 
then his heir would have been a queen instead of uh, you know being passed on to the second if it was a boy right but uh, you know they they changed that up so a little progressive but uh, you know again they're like a reptilian family right when the Pope came out and they, everybody freaked out because, you know, the Roman Catholic church is supposed to be very conservative. But when they asked, you know, is there, is there aliens, you know, father, are there, are there aliens? And he said, sure. Why not? There, there's, there's a big space out there. And they said, well, what does that mean for God? He said, God's big enough to be the one who created the entire universe. Yeah. So if God created that's the entire what, universe, then, claim, then, right? Yeah. Then, yeah. Right. So if, so if the, if the one true creator created the universe, then he created or they created everything therefore aliens would still be okay and probably worship the same god yeah it's uh that's the way it is in real life it's like i say you know the uh you know i'm a projection of you you're a projection of me we're both a projection of the infinite consciousness and uh you know you have this uh, alien out there who's existing in this 3d reality matrix with us then it too is an expression of that infinite consciousness so, and thus, an alien is an expression of you, and uh, just as you're an expression of, uh, you know, him or her, it doesn't really, uh, it doesn't matter. We're all have the same source energy. Exactly. I just wanted to uh, quickly go back to uh, what you were talking about, druids and uh, passing magic spells and such. You know, uh, I'm sure any anyone and everyone can do it if you have enough training. But I want to point out that it's just not the words that when you're passing off a magic spell, it's the energy that you put behind those uh, those words, and those words manifest into energy, and it's that energy that manifests into whatever you wanted it to. And it's like we've said before, with the power of thought, right? If you believe it, then it will happen. Right. You don't necessarily need a uh, magic spell to well, in, uh <laughs> in a sense that is i mean the, the truth is in a sense that's still yeah that, that's actually what that is called uh is um is um oh, what, what do you call that hold on give me a second I, my, my train was on sharing um so so when you when you're using it, it everything is magic and that's what people have a, a hard time understanding magic is just the the manifestation in your mind of something and you're just using tools when you begin uh, you, you use certain tools because when you're a beginner, we're trying to protect you. You need to learn to, to surround yourself with a barrier of energy so that evil things or people or energy doesn't disrupt you or get into and cause problems. Look at Carla in channeling raw. It's all an illusion. A circle. Yeah, that, well, it is all an illusion because eventually yeah, yeah. when you get to the point of understanding high magic or understanding infinite uh, energy, then you understand that it's you're the magic. That's why yeah. in the Matrix he said, "Be the spoon." You're the magic. You don't need the tools because it's actually you. All those things that you think is helping you, like sage and, and doing a ritual and, and and setting up a barrier and all that stuff, you can do all that with your mind at some point, and you don't need. And you know, if I want to say, "Oh, I need to be I'd be in a bubble of energy that I'm protecting myself with," it's done right now. I don't need to do anything and, and set crystals. You just have and, to think of it. Yeah, okay. And so, that's it. Believe so it. That's, so that manifestation is the truth. And, and when people understand how that works, then you, you leave all the rituals behind because you don't need them unless you feel like you want to set the tone by burning incense uh, because you, you like the way it smells and you like the way the energy feels when you do that. 
some people will do that. So it's like some people don't use magic or do magic unless they're smoking pot because they like the, the euphoric feeling of where they are and it, it helps them to focus their thoughts. Everything is intention and visualization and, and then being able to understand and tap into the resources of the energy of the universe to control this matrix, you know, to control. That would be the ether. ether. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah, that's uh, so connecting that's into the ether. And yeah, uh, yeah. again, it comes back to, you know, just focus and, uh, and belief. And we've been programmed to such a degree that we're you know, made to believe what they want us to well, believe. Taken, yeah, they've taken everything away from you. They've yeah, it's like I sometimes... All of the ideology of something bigger than yourself, all of the ideology of that you're in charge mm -hmm. because they want you to believe you're a slave. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I say, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, recently, yeah, you know, the guy asked me online, he's like, uh, you know, uh, there's no need to be, uh, you know, mean or rude or something, right? Because this guy was being rude to me. And uh, so I naturally responded back. And, uh, you know, and then the guy asked me, and then I thought to myself for a bit. And, uh, you know, and I come to a realization that, you know, it's not really my feelings that this guy's hurting he's hurting the feelings that have been programmed into me to believe that these feelings will be hurt when they don't actually exist when they're not actually mine they're just programmed into me to you know to respond to in a negative negative way to create that negative vibration and then when i create that negative vibration i get a denser distortion and kind of what have you and kind of defeats the purpose of uh, trying to become enlightened. Right. I always tell people that you have to choose to get mad. Somebody says words, and you know, and we we end up having a lot of pre-programmed, like you said, pre-programmed words um, that uh, trigger us, and that we set those. Um, some of them were set by our parents and our society. Uh, and things like that, like the C word for women, they, they're all told that if a man says that you're to go ballistic. So they have that as a preset coordinates in their brain that as soon as they hear that word, they, that triggers them. So all men know that if you want to tick them off, ultimately, and you're trying to, you're trying to make them hurt them the best or the worst you possibly can, you just say that word and, um, and that's it. They get triggered. Now they're out of their minds with rage. Some men have that same, uh, triggers and you have to, you have to find those triggers. If you are truly awake, words don't affect you. Okay, words don't affect you at all. It doesn't matter what anybody says to you, whatever they call you, because you have to give that word value. That but you have to give energy to that, right? It doesn't have energy on its own. It has energy that they project onto it, and then you have to project the same energy. That's just like our money. Our money only works because we all believe that it that it pays for something. We all believe that it, the the value of the piece of meat that we're buying, or the or the or the soda pop we're buying. Uh, that, that value is what we, yeah, we agree to that. And so therefore I got to give you a dollar 50, right? Do you see? So it's the same thing with words. Words are just words. I once, when I was retail manager, I once stood for almost 30 minutes with this woman who was badgering me, calling me everything, yelling, screaming, outraged at me because I didn't have this, this specific ornament for a Christmas tree because the ad showed eight ornaments collectible and it said in the ad, not all ornaments are at all stores. Okay. And I told her that over and over. I don't have that one here. Oh my God. She was just, a, I said, look, I'll go get it for you. Come back tomorrow. She didn't care. She just wanted to keep screaming. So I realized that she had a crappy life 
Somebody probably dominates her. She had a bad day, and now she's taking out her entire world's anger and, and on me and animosity on me. And she wouldn't she wouldn't go away from the crowd, you know, over here. Let's go talk down on this register where people can't hear us. No, she wanted a grandstand and mm -hmm. beat up on a man in Looking front of for her. Attention. Yeah, looking for the attention. So I took it, I took it, I took it, I took it, I took it. And I said, ma'am, there's nothing more I can do for you. Uh, she said, I want your corporate's phone number. Fine, I'll give you that. She says, I'm calling up and, and I'm going to sue you. And it'll, you go ahead. No problem. Thank you. You have a nice day. And she walked out and I turned and went, okay, so who's next? And the crowd, <laughs> and the crowd applauded me. <laughs> applauded me. My God, you just, that didn't affect you at all. I'm like, I didn't let it affect me. Everything that she was saying was obvious. I feel bad for her because she obviously has something going on in her life that she needed to vent. And I was the trigger. Maybe I look like her husband. I don't know. Maybe I look like yeah. I dumped her. I don't know. What I do know is that she needed that moment to vent. And then I looked at the cashier and said, uh, do me a favor and call the office, have them call corporate and explain to them what just happened here. And if they need to talk to me, I'll be in my office in about five minutes after I get done dealing with these people here. And so they did, they called up and said, this is what just happened. Please call corporate, let them know. Uh, and then he's available when he gets done with the next customers. And they're like, why don't you go do that? I'm like, Oh no, no, let's just finish up here. What do you guys need? We'll take care of you. Um, and they were just like, I can't believe you're such a great manager. And I was like, well, tell my core, call my corporate office and tell them that. <laughs> call let's, uh, and tell them that let's get back into it over here. All right. Let's get this over so, here. So, uh, all this that we just talked about, it pretty much covers like the next couple questions. Yeah, so let's just let it run. Let me go over here and push play. Answer, I am Ra. The correspondence in vibratory complex is mathematical. At this time, we have enough transferred energy for one full query. Question 74.19. Questioner. How did the users of these sounds, Sanskrit and Hebrew, determine what these sounds were? Answer, I am Ra. In the case of the Hebrew that entity known as Yahweh aided this knowledge through impression upon the material of genetic coding which became language, as you call it. In the case of Sanskrit the sound vibrations appeared due to the lack of previous, what you call, alphabet or letter naming. Thus the sound vibration complexes seemed to fall into places from the logos. This was a more, shall we say, natural or unaided situation or process. We would at this time make note of the incident in the previous working where our contact was incorrectly placed for a short period and was then corrected. In the exercise of the fire you may see the initial spiral clockwise from the green ray energy center through the shoulders and head, then through the elbows, then to the left hand. The channel had been corrected before the remainder of this answer was completed. Is there a brief query at this time? Question 74.20 Questioner, is there anything that we could do to make the instrument more comfortable or to improve the contact? Answer, I am Ra. All is well. The instrument continues in some vein, as you call this distortion. The neck area remains most distorted although the changes have been to a small degree, helpful. The alignments are good. We would leave you now, my friends, in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. Go forth, then, glorying and rejoicing in the power and in the peace of the one infinite creator. Adonai. All right, so that will go to session 75 here in a minute. Let's put that run. That's some that pretty interesting stuff he says about uh, sound and uh, vibration. 
So go ahead. Sorry. All right, pretty cool things that he says about uh, sound and vibration. Sorry, I hit the button twice, so it restarted. Go ahead, we're good now. <laughs> I was just, uh, you know, when he was saying that, I think about uh, the presentations that Neil Gore has done from uh, Portal to Ascension, and he really goes into detail uh, to the uh, effects of sound and what sound is and uh, how it, uh, you know, helps heal. So, so, you know, that's a pretty, that's pretty cool, cool source, too, if you guys want to learn more about sound. Yeah, you should take a look at that. That's always that's always good. Because, yeah, the sound is everything. I mean, the, everything mm -hmm. in the entire universe has a sound and is a sound frequency and does vibrate. Everything does. It vibrates at a certain octave. Um, so, so all of us do. that. They, it also vibrates physically, and that's, you know, we're like... And that's know, what we, we are. Yeah, well, that's exactly. what you get matter yeah. from. Yep. You know, Every, yeah, everything everything has to vibrate at a certain rate, and when it does, that's when it becomes something. Wood becomes wood because it's vibrating at the at the uh, the, the octave that we have determined should be wood. Yeah, yeah. The matrix, the matrix has. has. Yes. The matrix, the matrix has decided and gave, gave it the frequencies and vibrations that everything needs to have in order to afford to maintain its shape. Well, you know, and, and uh, you know, what's funny is, is today I was watching Ancient Aliens. Um, they had, you know, normal Ancient Aliens marathon running, and, and one of the episodes had to do with that. And it was actually talking about the Matrix and how uh, the scientists have, you know, realized that our uh, what we perceive as a three-dimensional world is, is a, an illusion. The whole that universe. That a, yeah, that it's a, a projection. Yeah. So what I, believe, what I believe it is, and this is what I've told people, because when you hear in the first session of the law of one, Ross says, imagine yourself as a thought. Mm -hmm. Imagine that you're a thought and that you were created by the one infinite creator. So I, what I believe is that just like when we daydream and we think up a scenario, I believe that that becomes a reality and that what we are in and what we are exactly are is a thought of the creator in the creator's mind. The creator created the entire universe i think we're i think we're not actually out in a physical universe as much as we are inside the creator's energy inside the creator's head yeah that's uh, exactly what i talk about in my book earth frequency uh you have the mind the brain and the body right the mind is the infinite consciousness and the brain that uh, this body computer avatar that it uses to interact with this frequency which is in itself in its mind and it uses these avatars these unique expressions which you and i are and everyone else is watching is all in the mind of the infinite consciousness and it's just projecting we're just a focus of attention Right. So like, for instance, when death happens, all, all that's taking place is the shift has changed, you know, from the yeah, focus this, of attention. This, this and avatar now ceases and what we are inside the avatar. Yeah. And just, we just we just transfer to where we are. Yeah. It decodes the information. The brain decodes the information and and the uh, the infinite consciousness re-experiences what you're experiencing, you know, it's kind of like if we can uh, take the effects of like when a tree falls in the woods, you know, do you hear it? Does it make any sound, right? Well, you have to be there 
in order for that tree to make a sound for you to decode that sound in order to be the sound of a falling tree. So if you weren't there to decode that uh, disturbance in the vibration of the air, then there would be no sound because you're not there to decode it. To go further, what so what uh, um, Aristotle said would would the whole question is folly because and his viewer created reality uh, perception. He said that if not only would there be no sound, but there wouldn't be a forest or a tree unless I was there to perceive it. That's right, and that's exactly what this is as we're talking about with the matrix of the mind of the infinite consciousness, you know? So when we say, you know, uh, I'm a projection of you as your projection of me because we're both a projection of the same infinite consciousness. And, you know, if you really want and take that a little bit further, then one could realize that you don't actually have an individual soul because you're an expression of the infinite consciousness, meaning that you're part of the whole. You're just the whole become the one, and the one becomes the whole. So you really don't have a soul of your own. More so you have like a co-op soul, which is shared by the infinite consciousness, which is not particularly yours. That's right. Like you don't have a, a, a an individual unique soul, right? You're a unique expression of this infinite consciousness, but you're part of that whole. So in this meaning, you're not an individual as a person. You're you're a unique thought. Right. You know, and, and getting back to the creation of uh, surroundings, if you watched uh, Battlestar Galactica, the the uh, the newer version of it that came out in the 90s, was it the 90s or the early 2000s, whenever that was, um, they actually touched on that quite a bit, uh, very subtly, when Gaius Baltar ended up on the on board the um, the Cylon ship, and um, the blonde woman Cylon was walking with him, he was looking at the the ship, and every he turned a corner, and every hallway looked exactly like the same one, and he was getting confused as to where the heck he was, and she said to him, <clears throat> "You humans, you guys don't have any idea of perception." She says, "You see this ship." And you see the walls and you're confused because every wall and every uh, corner looks exactly the same. That's not what we see and that's not what I see. She says what I see and then it transfers to what she sees. And she was walking through a, a, a forest and there was trees and shrubbery and all this. And she knew right where she was because she knew the forest because she was mm -hmm. creating it. Right. So instead of seeing the the black walls and, and gray walls of this that all looked exactly the same with no ports, no windows, no pictures, no paints, nothing. She was imagining and creating the reality that she wanted to see. So she said she was trying to teach him how to do that. So then when he did it, he projected this volcanic, ugly looking place. And he was like, are you seeing this? And she, she says, see, you're starting to understand, Gaius. But now you're projecting something dark. That's that's coming from your soul. She says that's not. You're not projecting something that's pretty. You're projecting something that's bad because you're on board a spaceship you don't want to be on. Yeah, you know. So speaking of that, that, that uh, you're on board the uh, Enterprise. Uh, there's a uh, there's an episode on uh, Deep Space Nine, uh, the very first one, where they go into the wormhole and uh, their ship comes to a stop and uh, they're wondering what's going on because they shouldn't really stop in this uh, wormhole. 
and uh, and yeah, they got off. Yeah, they got off, and uh, Jadzia was seeing a blue sky, and uh, you know everything really calm. And Captain Cisco, all the rocks and everything, right? That's right. Uh, you know, or uh, was it Captain Cisco that was seeing all green, and Jadzia was seeing uh, you know all uh, gloomy clouds and dark mountains and such, right? And Cisco was saying, "Oh, this is beautiful. This is nice. What is this?" And Jadzia was saying, "You know, yeah, uh, like, are you crazy? I don't know what you're seeing, but." Uh, you know, so that goes to show that wherever they were, their thoughts created the reality, um, you know, before them that they would experience. And they kind of touched on another show about that, uh, but I was on Captain Picard, where, you know, your fears became real and, uh, and the Enterprise was being haunted by people's fears. Right, uh, there was one guy who thought there was a fire, and he was on fire. So you know, they showed a fire, and the captain comes along and says, "Grab a hold of yourself, man!" Right? You know, think, think. You know, and he kind of snapped him out of it, right? So you know, this reality, this we perceive it to be reality, is not really reality. It's just in the mind that uh, that's just being played out. Do you remember in uh, Star Trek Generations, uh, they got swept up into that uh, matrix, right? Yeah, yeah. And there, Kirk was there, and he had his scenario set up where he wanted to be because he regretted. That was the day he told her he was going back to Starfleet. So now he went back to that day, and he didn't tell her that. And so yeah. he's chopping wood and cooking breakfast, and it's his perfect time. And Picard came looking for him and said, this isn't real. And yeah. said, how do you know this isn't real? How do you know that where you came from is real? Yeah, so yeah. Is real. So it was the same so thing. They've been he dropping hints on it. it. Yeah, everywhere, but it's everywhere. just you know, we just got to connect the dots as to what they mean because a lot of this movies and television that we see, you know, they tell us these things, the story, you know, again and again and again. Yeah, if you look at once you start into like, like Omar was saying, it's esoteric. Once you start to break that code, your the conditioning that you have in your brain, you start seeing reality different, and literally, it's almost like. Uh, you know, in the movie The Matrix, it literally you almost start seeing ones and zeros. Or that movie ones. with uh, you know uh, Rodney Piper. Yeah, they live. They, they live. live. Yeah, yeah. Where where he could see through the Ray Bans, and then he could see what was really happening. You know, they used the Ray Bans as the metaphor for for opening your eyes. Yeah. yeah, seeing reality for what it really is around you, and the truth is, once you start to do that, you start to freak yourself out because. Uh, you know, it's everywhere. I mean, uh, Omar spent, you know, what, 18 months working on a, on that four or eight hour uh, uh, video. Saturn, the false perception. He said that he got so into it that he was seeing it everywhere. He still does. And I'm like, that's because it's really there. You're I see it everywhere. It everywhere. Yeah. I, you know, I see it everywhere. Even my wife. Yep. You know, yep. I didn't do the research by myself because whatever I was researching, I was sharing with her. Yeah, you have to. And then as I'm, yeah, and as I'm telling her, and now she's walking around, driving around, and she's seen this and she's seen that. She comes home and tells me about it. Like the other day, she pinpointed a, a pedophile logo in uh, one of the games that uh, they're on Facebook that they're trying to get you to download. And then she noticed that there was these two guys standing there between a girl and one guy was holding handcuffs. Another guy was holding a lollipop, and uh, she looks over at me. She's like, look, honey, and uh, she shows me the symbols and then these two other images, and I was like, what the fuck? This is insane. Right? So I shared it. If you guys want to check it out, it's on my page. But, uh, you know, when you begin to look for things and your conditioning breaks to it, suddenly it's just 
bang everywhere. Like, look at my headphones. Literally, you know, yeah, look at the M on his headphones, right? You know, like literally, you know, like, and the M is for, uh, you know, Grand Mason, the Masonic, uh, you know, Gmail, AOL, Yahoo, Yahoo Mail, shit like that, right? But, you know, you're very correct, man. When you, when you open your eyes, then, uh, you know, it's your life changes. You wish that you took the blue pill. Yes, because that guy's right. That guy's right, man. That uh, you know, oh, I know that steak's not real, but shit, I can go for that steak right about now, right? But yeah, but once you get red pill, there's no way, there's no way of going back. You know, it's a red pill is a metaphor, but sometimes, you know, not like that in the beginning because all of a sudden, man, you know, is this real, right? Hi, Danny. Danny, what is that? McCoon? Is that how you say that? Um, mm -hmm. Share this out, everybody, because we're we're an hour later than we normally go live on Friday night. So nobody in the world knows that we're on because we didn't advertise that we were going to go live at four and then just postponed. I didn't even tell anybody. We just did that. So we are live and, and we're actually we're, we're getting close to coming up on the hour already. Um, so we'll run over a little bit because uh, uh, because we've been you know talking about everything we're talking about has to do with what Raw is talking about. And um, and it's in everything. We're kind of trying to show you guys. Uh, how many uh, places that ha that these things have been snuck into plots of television shows and movies and stories where we're, this is why I call my show Orion Rising and my book Orion Rising. The concept uh, is that uh, I, I, I called it that because we as a race are waking up to find out that we came from another place, that we're not actually, we're born here. We're born here in this body but our spirit, our soul, is not from here. Okay, some people, our, some people, uh, some people are. Better some way some to... people did start here, and some of you did start here as something, an amoeba or a, you know, a whiff of air or a puff of smoke or something, and then evolved into something that was animate, and then eventually a human being. But most of the people that are on this planet aren't actually just from this planet. Go ahead. I would, I would uh, uh, describe the, the, you know, the... the, the when, when you define the word soul, you know, I, I really changed my view of uh, my view on that because, uh, you know, I'm a firm believer of the fact that I don't have an individual soul, that I belong to, you know, a collective um, entity, you know, a god or, uh, you know, the infinite consciousness or the, uh, you know, intelligent energy or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Right. You know, I feel that I am part of that. So if I'm part of that, then I cannot uh, be an individual, right? It's like trying to be an individual uh, amongst the board. Yeah. Well, see, we as a human race aren't quite evolved to where we can actually hear each other's thoughts. But we do when you're with somebody or around somebody and you guys work together or you're, you start to get in sync with each other because you start building a trust. And then you start thinking more alike. You start hive mind thinking and finishing each other's sentences and that kind of stuff. You do that. I mean, you and I think a lot alike. And, and then there's those subtle differences because of our characters, which you talked about, you know, where uh, I'll say, oh, remember, and that has a blah, blah, blah. And you say, I love that you do that. And you do the same thing. And you see other things and, that I do, but we both see it in the same, you know, in the same way. And that's why we work good rounding this out. Yeah. And that's because we've known each other and did this now. We've been doing this for, you know, what, four years, three, yeah, four, four years. Yeah, four years. Four so, years. 
Yeah. So the, because of that, you know, um, we, we then tend to play off each other really well. So it's the same thing when you work with people or you have a partner, like a, you know, police partner or something like that, you get to, you, then you, you, all of a sudden, you know how they think. Well, that's because in truth, we have that telepathic with your uh, uh, you know, spouse, spouse, your wife or your husband. Absolutely. Uh, you can, or when you first meet someone, you know, when you're that freshly in love, right? You're all giddy and, you know, you're buying gifts and flowers and chocolates and such, and you're talking back and forth with one another, and you're finishing each other's sentences because, and then, you know, you look at each other and you say, oh, my God, I've never done that with anyone before. And, uh, oh, me neither. <laughs> you know, and, but you don't realize that, uh, you know, you're both vibrating at the same distortion, right? And when you're vibrating at the same distortion, you become one. Uh, you know, you're a whole has become the one now, right? So you got this hole and this hole, and then you got a single one, and then you start finishing each other's sentences. But unfortunately, as most relationships progress, people uh, for some reason become bored, or you know, they fall out of that honeymoon stage, right? Where you know, things go sour, they break up, they divorce, whatever the case may be. You know, best way to have a you know, to remain in that vibrational distortion is to remain in that honeymoon stage yep. right just to maintain you that you have to be willing both parties have to be willing yeah. to do the work to put in the time and you have to mean when you say you know that i love you and not be in love with the idea of being in love because that's what we're seeing a lot of in the world where people say oh i love my wife but i have a million dollar insurance on her so if shit goes to hell, then, you know, she's suddenly going to get suicided and I'm going to have my million dollars and uh, my debts will be paid off and off I go. Right now, that person is an idea. That guy is in love with the idea of being in love with someone. Right. Right. Because when you're in love with someone, you don't think like that. You don't even say, I'm going to go get insurance on you. You know, uh, worst case scenario, just in case something happens to you, honey. I got a million bucks out on you. Right. But, you know, if you're truly in love with somebody, you wouldn't even care about that. Right. You know, you would be like, you know, I don't care. Perfect example is, you know, my, I was upgrading my mom's uh, life insurance because she had she had conditional life. And that usually ends at like 76 or 77. And she just turned 76. Uh, so last year I was upgrading it. And, you know, the people, of course, were trying to talk me into upgrading to a lot of money. <clears throat> and I was thinking to myself, I don't need a lot of money. I just need enough money to take care of her when she goes. I'm not greedy. I could have easily said, yeah, give me a 50,000, a hundred thousand, $500,000. And I would have gotten all that money. And then, you know, and then what? Keep it for myself or split it with my siblings. But I could have easily done that. And she would have been paying for it. She would have been paying three or $400 a month for insurance. I could have siphoned the old broad if I wasn't, you know, if it wasn't my mom, I didn't love her. Right? But I didn't. Okay, so here's a question from, from Danny. I put it up on the screen. Uh, he says, hear my, I see, uh, see, 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 no, not right now. I, I, no, I can't. I, I see sequence, uh, sequel numbers every day, like 111222 extra. Uh, do you know what that means? Yeah, numer numerology is you're starting to understand the matrix. You're starting to see these things. You, you have to remember that, that God doesn't do anything to you. Everyone says, why did God let that happen? God doesn't let anything happen. God imagined you and started you on your trek. And now, now you have free will to do whatever it is that you want. You set up your life. So what's happening is you're starting to show yourself that there is synchronicity 
in the universe. You're starting to understand it. So you're seeing those things. You're, you're forcing yourself to look at the clock and see one, 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 two, 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 three, 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 or whatever. Um, each of those numbers, um, people have given a, a meaning to. You can find those online or, or look up a book to read those to see what each one of them mean. But I, I take all that stuff with a grain of salt because I, I, every single person is an individual. I'm, I wrote a book about prepping. And the first thing I tell everybody in, in the book is everything that you see me talking about or that I have put into these kits is designed for me. All, you're going to have completely different needs than I'm going to have and completely different comforts in different skill zones than I have. Okay, so you're going to need different things in your bug out packs than I'm going to need. It's the same thing with seeing the synchronicity of the, of the numbers uh, in sequence like that. It means something to you personally that's different than what it means on a general basis. Just like we talked about earlier, if you were here at the time in the crowd, about the ohm sign being the vibration that is the perfect vibration. And it, and it resonates throughout your body, but you also have a personal tone that is only yours that um, in fact, when you're using um, magic or, or singing, bards find that tone in themselves and they write songs with that tone and that actually is, they're casting magic. And that's why the bard songs <clears throat> ring so true to people into their soul because they're speaking to your soul and they're using a harmonic resonance to get there. They're not just singing a tune. And if you ask any singer, you'll find that they are very serious about the tunes and the tones they hit, not because they sound good, but because we are a, 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 a part of harmonics because everything is mm -hmm. harmonics. That's why we humans love music so much because it's harmonics, every bit of it. And different musics cause different emotions. Same thing with the numbers, the different numbers that you see, like if you were seeing six, 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 six every day, I'd say, go see a priest. No, I'm kidding. Just I say, <laughs> I say that because I'm a reverend. I say that because I'm a, I'm a minister. I'm a reverend, right? Go, well, let me talk to you for a minute uh, and we'll give you the, you know, anomaly patri, a fili, a spiritu sancti. Okay. But no. So, but they're, they all have a meaning. Yeah. So I know it's, it's, I'm getting too far into it, but yeah. I uh, would, uh, uh, more so roll with that too. For me, it would be uh, more like you're beginning to understand the uh, mathematical. Uh, the matrix that you're interacting with is kind of like looking at a wall and suddenly your wall turns into ones and twos, right? So, you know, yeah, exactly. You know, for, uh, you know, that's kind of what I see. And uh, well, that's kind of in a sense what I said. I just said it and took me five yeah. minutes to say it. Yeah, generally, you know, just in general, that's, I, I take everything they say on the internet with, uh, with a grain of salt. I don't read it in the book, then, uh, you know, then I don't know, you know it doesn't hold too much merit, right? Because like you were saying, one to uh, Danny could mean one thing to what it could mean to me, right? I could have had triplets and, uh, you know, three, three, three might be a good number for me or one, 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 right? That's, you know, one boy, one girl, one uh, hermaphrodite, right? So, you know, that may be... People have different things too, like Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton is all about numbers. He's all weirded out about this stuff. I say weirded out, but to him it makes sense. So I can't say weirded out because I'm, that in some sense is me trying to demean him for that. But I just don't understand what he has in there. But like uh, he would say he has a son and you would say, well, how old is your son? And he would not tell you his son's actual uh, age. He would tell you an age above or below because um, he felt that it was bad luck for him to tell you or anyone his speak those words out out loud. So they would if he was 17, they'd say, how old is your son? He'd go 18. And then people would say, really? I heard he was 17. Well, he is, but I can't say that. 
Do you understand? And that was what made <laughs> sense to Billy Bob Thornton. And it does yeah. to this day. People have weird quirks that, you know, to me is weird, but to them is not. Uh, you know, yeah. My current wife has uh, all kinds, well, we're separated, but we haven't gotten a divorce yet. But she had all kinds of, of crazy, in my mind, uh, OCD issues. But I have OCD things as well that to me are, are insane. The other people are they're like, dude, who cares? You know, like if I'm sitting with you and we and we open up the, the ketchup and we're using ketchup and you leave the cap open, I'm going to reach over and close the cap because it bugs me leaving the cap open. Also, if you open it up and you get ketchup all over it and you just leave it sit there and close the cap, I'm going to wipe all that ketchup off clean and put it on there. It's like me. I have to uh, shake my sheets out every night before I go to sleep. I strip my bed down regardless. Right. I make my bed when I wake up in the morning and nothing goes on it. And then when I go to sleep, I, I strip my bed down. I shake it all out, pillowcases and all, and, and I remake my bed and I won't sleep in it until, you know, I've done that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. And if I don't do it, I won't be able to sleep. I'll lay there all night long. You know, just wide awake, you know, just waiting to shake right. those motherfuckers out. <laughs> she, my wife would leave the cap off of the shampoo. She'd leave the shampoo open in the in the shower. She'd go take a shower, and then I'd go in to take a shower, and she'd leave the cap open, I'd close it. But did I say anything to her? Not very often, right? But I would just That's do another it. thing I have. You know? When I'm having a shower with my wife, every time I go and uh, grab a shampoo bottle, I have to read it to make sure it says shampoo on it. And my wife tells me, honey, that was the same bottle yesterday and last week. I was like, nah, baby, you know, I got to read that shit. The other thing I have a problem with is in the pantry, all labels have to be out. I have to be able to read what they are. And, yeah. in, the and the refrigerator, too. All labels have to be facing so I can see what they are. And, uh, and when I go to the store and I get new stuff, I pull everything out of that row of stuff and put the new ones in the back and put the old ones in the front so that I make sure I eat the old ones first and, and uh, I never leave one that sits there for five years. See, we're all weird with those, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah every yeah, single one of us. Everyone that's what? watching. But you know what? I'm also a Virgo. So I'm also a Virgo. So everything goes in a specific place. So I know that if it's not there, it's missing. Because I'm an Aries. Put it anywhere else. Hostile and warrior and just ready to go in the lines and chakras. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, I put everything always in the exact same spot, man. Uh, and I store everything in that way. Um, I, you know, my boss loved me because I kept our shop perfect because he was a, a perfectionist. And I would come in and the shop would be, I, I went in there and I set it all up and he came in and he went, dude, this is the best shop I've ever seen. I'm like, you got to find stuff. You got to find it. You got to know where it is. Literally, somebody can say to me, do you have a hammer? And I'll go, yeah. When I'm in my shop, I would go, yeah, go over in the shop, go in the door, turn right. There's a, a red um, a toolbox there, a stand-up one. They're like, yeah, I'm going to go to the left side, count down three drawers, pull that drawer out, and there's a hammer in there. You want a ball? You want a, you want, what's going hammer do you want? You want a, you know, do you want a claw hammer? Do you want a, oh, no, I was thinking of a rock hammer. I want a rock hammer. Go over into that red toolbox, start at the bottom, count up two drawers, open it up, there's a rubber mallet in there. And this this hammer is for Steve Dufresne. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? So, yeah. yeah. No, that's a true that's story. story. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah, Shawshank so, Redemption. Yep. A, you guys should watch that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of esoteric, yeah. lot of esoteric yeah. message uh, uh, in that, uh, in that, in that movie. movie. And it's pedophile-free. Tim Robbins and uh, yes. what's his name? Uh, Morgan Freeman. They're both uh, pedostine-free. Yep. 
So, uh, yeah, Danny, good. You know, don't don't uh, get weirded out by it. He said I was weirded out at first, and eventually it's an everyday thing. So now I got used to it. Yeah, that's just you're you're showing yourself, like he said. Your like, vibration uh, is uh, rising. Uh, yeah. Yep. It's yeah, your so vibration and distortion is expanding, and, and while it's expanding, here, you're seeing. And the fact that you're here, is watching us and asking the question, you were supposed to because you know that's what we do. I'm I'm a beacon for, and so is Omar for. Uh, you know, people who are starting to wake up to so we help you to see the matrix for what it is. I mean, it is just no difference if you play a game, video game, and you're playing first person or whatever. That's just another version of you, what you're doing. Bro, <laughs> I play uh, I play a farm game, and uh, I tell my wife, Amy, it's like, uh, hey, look, they got a, I built them a world down there, and those people that are walking around down there, if I take my mouse and click on them, they'll stop and they'll wave up at me. Right? And I looked at Amy and I was like, look, to them, I'm God. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, they yeah. like I play World of Warcraft. They call it that for a reason. It's completely nonlinear. It's a world that's happening in the computer right now. It's just like the movie Avatar. It's happening right now in there. And there's really people in there doing it, right? I go in there and I'm, I become a character that I built. And I'm running around in a world that is happening now, 24 hours a day in real yeah, time. That's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, my, my buddy said, why would I play that game? I got to go to work in, in real life in this job. In here, I have to have a job. Why would I go home and play a video game where I got to get a job? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, you know what? Because it's a different place, a different time, right? Yeah, that's yeah, my brother calling. Yeah, that's my brother calling. Escape reality. But you escape reality and go into a different yeah. reality and have a break from this one. You know what I mean? That's why I do that. I go there and it's sword and sorcery, you know. And but you That's know, why no, it shows, too. Right. It's uh, it's an escape reality and uh, it's a place to uh, vent uh, the new information that I've learned. Because uh, if I go and share this info with uh, my neighbor or uh, you know, my friends, you know, they already think I'm crazy. So, uh, you know, if I was to tell my neighbors, they would think I was crazy, too. Right. So it's uh, you know, a tough, tough thing to talk about in public. So, you know, this, um, you know, venue that we've created is a great outlet to, um, you know, share that information and especially learn too, right? Because now I know Danny C. Summers, right? So, you know, he's, you know, amongst many others who reported the same thing. And then, you know, then I just connect the dots on that. I think to myself, you know, what does it mean? And, uh, mass people are experiencing the same thing, then uh, it must mean something. Uh, can't have, uh, you know, anything else to do with it. Sorry, the phone rang and my, my mother came in to, she forgot that I was on air. And That's I, okay. Speaking of that, man, uh, 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 really sad, sad uh, uh, situation uh, going on here. here. You know, my wife works at a uh, old folks home, right? Yeah. And, uh, and all these old ladies in there because she works on a old woman wing and uh, there's like three four ladies uh, you know who think that their husbands are coming to get them and they're waiting for cabs to uh, go home and Amy tells them say no no you are home right and then they say oh no this is not my home you know I'm not I'm, I don't want to live here you know I want to go home and uh, you know a lot of them are saying they feel like prisoners and uh, they feel like they got sent to prison and they spent their entire life free and then now they have to live in these conditions. They have to ask for a glass of milk and uh, you know and if the care aid worker says no milk for you, then there's no milk for them, right? And uh, my wife has uh, witnessed that and uh, and, and came 
at the person and said, no, if she wants a glass of milk, she's going to get a glass of fucking milk. Who are you to tell her she can't have a glass of milk? Right? She wants cookies and milk, so she's got box of fucking cookies. She's asking for milk, so give her some milk. Why say no? Yeah, like, why say no when, you know, she's on her, you know, she's got six feet, you know, six feet into the grave already. You know, so let her enjoy her last uh, little bit that she's got left instead of, you know, there's lots of, you know, pointed. I have my mom at home right now, and I'll do that as long as I can. If I can do it until the day she dies, I will. And I don't know how long I'm going to have her. She has Alzheimer's, so I don't know how long I'm going to have her. And like that, she knew. She That's a tough that. job, though. If, if, yeah, if she, yeah, it is. If, it's being, commendable. It's a, it's a full, it's a full time job. It really is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. It it's commendable too, and I, uh, yeah, yeah. I admire that. That's what I see. Uh, family values here in uh, North America, they've been uh, you know, destroyed and shattered and you know decimated. Because when you look at uh, you know, people my age, born in the seventies and eighties. You know, 90% of us come from a broken home. You know, it's a single-parent family. And, you know, you see that all across North America. And then when you go over to Asia, you see, like, uh, you know, even, like, Southern Europe and Africa and South America, you see, like, you know, three, four generations living under the same same roof. You know, you got grandparents, grandparents, uh, siblings, uh, their families. Uh, you know, we have a compound. Uh, in, uh, Pakistan, in Pakistan, my family, family that, uh, you know, I have, uh, you know, what is it, uh, like three uncles and two aunts with their families that uh, that live in this compound. And this compound's huge, too. It's like the size of two of these apartment buildings that I live in. Right? They're kind of like shaped like an L like that. Right? So one family shares uh, you know, half of this building and another family shares half of this building. And Everybody eats together in the courtyard in the evening. And, you know, I don't see that here. So when I see, you know, guys like you that are taking care of their parents, you know, for me, you know, that's a sign of hope that you know all is not lost. That there's people out there that have these family values, which other people say, you know, oh, I have family values, but yet, you know, they're sending their parents off to like old folks' homes and stuff, and you know, instead of saying, okay, well. My parent raised me, and then now that my parent needs me, I'm going to put my career on hold, and I'm going to look after my parent, and when they leave, then I can carry on with my life, because right now, my parent needs me, just like when I needed them, right? And I, I don't, so for me, it's like, you know, being in love with the idea of being family-friendly, but, you know, you're really, you're not, right? Because, you know, you're going to willing to you know, divorce your partner at a moment's notice, Right. right, he cheats on you. She cheats on you. You know, all of a sudden, yesterday when love today, you're hating on him and you're asking for divorce. You really weren't in love, right? I'm not saying that it's okay to go and cheat on people. I'm just saying that's just an example where you know we're so quickly throw people under the bus that you know we you know claim that we love, right? So for me, it's like you know you're more in the idea of being in love with somebody rather than actually being in love with them, right? Well, you know, it, it, it depends on the, on, it does depend on the family. I did the same thing for my grandmother. My grandmother had cancer and um, she was getting, you know, she died, she was 82. So I was actually, you know, what was I in my early 20s, uh, 20, 21 years old. At the time I moved in with her and took care of her until the day she died. And then, um, and then I got married and, and um, you know, moved in with my wife. But, you know, it, then 
you know, my mom getting to this point where, you know, she asked me sometimes, she'll say, you know, am I a burden for you? And I said, no, mom, you, you took care of me after you gave birth to me. I couldn't take care of myself. So you took care of me until I was 18 years old and able to go out on my own. So the first part of my life, you took care of me. Why would I not take care of you the last part of your life? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. And I so wish I, everybody so would I'll think do like that. that. And, you know, and, uh, you know, like my first wife, her whole family, that's the way they are. You don't put them in a home. You keep them at home as long as you can. And, and if you can't, you know, her father had Alzheimer's. And at the very end, they had to put him in a hospice. Uh, and basically, they're just waiting for making them comfortable. Maybe there should be uh, the and government should have all, a... all the time. They would go there every day and, and meet with him and talk. And and slowly he slipped away and finally he died. That probably will be what will happen with my mom. But, you know, um, and then someday, who knows? Uh, you know, I uh, hopefully somebody will do the same thing for me and I won't die alone in a, my own. Uh... I couldn't get him out of the uh, old folks home he was in because uh, I didn't have anywhere for him, even up here. And he ended up dying, and, and uh, it was he basically had pneumonia, and because he had a DNR in this country, that means don't do anything to help me at all. Let me die if I have a cold. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that when he went to the home, they didn't do anything for him. They let him start dying from pneumonia, and then he'd go to the hospital, and the doctors would patch him back up and go back to the home, and guess what? A week later, he was back in the emergency room because they were letting him die. Yeah. Okay? And then they told me I, that I was delusional. I was like, wait a minute, just because he's 83, the man doesn't have a, a disease that's killing him. He has freaking pneumonia. It's curable with a goddamn antibiotic, dude. Yeah. Some vitamin C, bro. You know? And they told they said they were telling my whole family that I was delusional that I would, because I was fighting for his he I called him and he said they he told me that. They don't do anything for me. They just leave me sit here. So I was trying to get him out of there and he ended up dying, but I fought for him as uh, long as I fuck. could. Um, but, you know, but they do that, you know, they play God at these, at these hospitals. Mm-hmm. I don't know about in your country, but in this country, you get these, these, it's the same mafia, man. Is it? Yeah. And it's they, the same mafia. Nurse, I call it nurse Cratchit. They're the ones yeah. who are like, they'll look at you and go, well, you have to, you know, you have to think about her quality of life. They're going to have oh, yeah. so you euthanize her, let her die. Because yeah. you think <laughs> she's going to have a lousy quality of life after this. Well, it's not really living. Is it? And I'm like, in your Who are mind, you to decide that? How about we decide? Yeah, how about we decide? Yeah. I think you are, are don't have a good quality of life, and we yeah, get let's you. euthanize you let's right now. Blue juice, like we the cats and dogs people. right now. Yeah. You know, I think uh, there should be a program. Uh, the government should have a program where, you know, you have a an elderly member of your family that if you decide to take care of that family and whatever job it is that you're doing they subsidize your wages for what you would be making. So if you make, you know, $60,000, $70,000, $40,000 a year, the government subsidizes that for you to stay home, look after your elderly, and then they appoint a nurse that the government pays for so that they come have, and check have, on you. We do have like kind it should of like be that. like that for everyone. They, they, don't, they don't pay for your whole... Um, they don't pay it should be 100 but they do give you uh, a good amount of money a couple grand two three four grand to take care of them and the end with her uh, we have kaiser um th- through kaiser they they do that i if i wanted to or needed to go to work say i could call them and say i need a nurse to be here every day mm-hmm. uh you know from this time to this time make sure that she takes her pills and eats because we can't leave anybody alone or, you know she can't be left alone that way when they, she says where's my son you can say he's at work and she won't panic and call 911 that kind of stuff 
uh, I, I mean, that, that should be mandatory. Covered. Yeah, that it should be mandatory for uh, everybody's medical, and it's not always there. And sometimes, yeah, see, that's what I'm saying, right? There shouldn't be, yeah, it shouldn't be a stipulation. It should be a law of the land where you know this is uh, for everyone because that's what we've seen right across the you know the whole continent where you know old folks homes have just been ravaged by this uh, you know COVID-19 and all these people have died yeah. when you know if all these people were at home with their loved ones and with their families you know this wouldn't have happened and to put them into an institution where no one gives a shit about them and they're just a dollar or a stock value then you know they're not going to get the care that they deserve so you know it should be a lot of the land where you know it says that you know if your you know family mate or your family member gets uh, you know to a certain age and they need to you know remain at home you know one member of the family uh, you know needs to look after them and they'll be subsidized to make sure that they don't suffer right not get paid to look after the person but just you know, they're subsidized to make sure that they don't starve, they don't they go homeless, yeah. that, you know, they they're, all their they needs give, are met. Like I said, they give some money here, you can apply for that. But see, here's the problem, here's the problem I have. I'm on um, disability social security. Mm -hmm. so, it, so if I apply to get that money for taking care of my mom, they'll take your social security, security away. My, so they'll take my social yeah. security away. Yeah, see, I'm saying that shouldn't be allowed. Yeah. That shouldn't be allowed at all. It should be a lot of land. And just hands down, you know, it's yeah. uh, you know, you have an elderly parent, uh, elderly sibling, uh, you know, whatever the case may be, and if you're looking after that person, then you should be subsidized, and the government should be yeah. bending over backwards to help you to make sure that you don't go without, all your life needs are met, and that you have a good quality of life. That your, you know, your quality of life hasn't been, you know, but disturbed in any which way, shape, or form. Besides, you know, you see, now you know spending time is, with your loved like, one. Like Reese said, it's all run by Masons. There's no profit yeah. for them in that. There's exactly. No money in that for them. It's like I said, stock so values. There's no money in it. They're not going to do it. I mean, that's the truth. Yeah. You know, they, that's they why it should all be run by the live. government. Yeah. They, all they, of they, these programs, all these facilities should be owned by the government, by the people, and it should be administered by the people well, and the managed thing we need by to do, the people. I agree with you in that. But the first thing we need to do is have accountability for government officials and government personnel. Right now in this yeah. country, I don't know about yours, but in this country, Canada's the same, man. Okay, in the United States, you, they, you can't do anything. So what's happened is we're all paying for Social Security so that when we have a problem and we're disabled or we reach a certain age, we can retire and have that money coming in. We also pay into other things, you know, like 401ks or whatever pension mm -hmm. from your. And if you get enough of all those coming in, you got a good uh, nest egg when you're retired. But the problem is that they're stealing money from, first of all, from us with our taxes. That's what's happened here in Canada. We don't have a CPP. And then they're then they're stealing the money out of Social Security. So right now I'm being paid by everybody else who's working and paying. Yeah, yeah, same here. And they're saying that by the time I need it, there's not going to be anybody around to pay for that pension because everyone's going to be so broke and so in a hole that uh, they're not going to be able to afford to and there's not going to be any money around, right? Yeah. So we're paying into something that uh, that's not really going to directly well, benefit. I, I hear, you know, this is all way off the Orion Rising course or off of the Law of One course, but it's not. Um, we were talking about this, you and I, and, and I think um, um, Clarence, and if not, it was Rob, you and I, um, that the government is, is gob this government is gobbling up a bunch of gold yeah, gold, silver, and platinum. Okay, well, if you remember now, you and I talked about this way back 
when we had um who was it that was on and it was his buddy when bitcoin first started and he went oh it was trex when we had oh, him on he had that Travis buddy that Smith. smoked the whole time and wore his hat back yeah on. yeah yeah he was brilliant he was the one that yeah. talked about maritime law and all that yeah okay back then he talked about this money that the american government had printed for when the when the uh, american dollar when they're going to get off of the the um fake money and go back to the gold standard and get rid of the the u.s currency that we have now okay well i just heard not too long ago okay that that's uh in play yeah they're just waiting for it to crash now uh, the reason i say that people is you that i don't know when it's going to happen but i'm hearing from sources that it's going to be soon and let me say why okay i'm ticked off i just made a video okay that i haven't put out in the air yet i don't think i posted it anywhere i know i didn't because i just finished rendering it today editing it today so i'm going to post a video today after this show tonight i'm going to post a video that i made that's an hour and a half long about as long as this show has been on on now an hour and a half or close to it and um, I, again, show you the proof um, behind the, the uh, I actually read to you what hydroxychloroquine is and does, okay? And then the girl, the nurse, explains what, at, at some point during the video, I have, I have the undercover nurse from New York talking, and I, I took some excerpts from what she had an hour and a half uh, interview, and I took some expert excerpts out of that and put that here for you to, to corroborate what I was saying. Okay. So I had to had a question posed to me and we talked about this, I think on, um, on Clarence's show, um, somebody said, well, if hydroxychloroquine works, first of all, why would they poo poo it? I show you the math as to why. Okay. Because hydroxychloroquine costs $4 and 65 cent us <laughs> current for a 30 day supply. And everybody only <laughs> needs to be on it for 15 days. But Johnson & Johnson, just last week, just the other day, um, the government announced a $1.6 billion um, uh, check that went to them for only 100,000 shots. What? Yes. Okay, so by that standard and all the other money, which I show you on the video that's going to be uh, posted tonight, uh, all the other companies, pharmaceutical companies, Okay, you have to remember, Anthony Fauci says, and I know this is not on the law of one at all, guys, but this is promoting my video that I'm about to put out. You want to watch this. Anthony Fauci says, that stuff's anecdotal. It doesn't work. All these people say it doesn't work. Johns Hopkins University. And I did a video that I showed you on- Paid by the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and, and Bill literally, Gates. Literally, Mike Bloomberg. The, 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 the way yeah. they do the investigation in is called the Mike Bloomberg Research Center. Mm-hmm. He gave them the money and they named it after <laughs> the doctors are there. His doctors from his other places that he paid for. This is not a joke. I did a video on that. You can go back and look. Okay. So all these people, the news agencies, they're all the fucking cabal. So they're all saying hydroxychloroquine doesn't work. And let me tell you why. When I did the math, if Johnson and Johnson gets the, the first, whoever gets the first vaccine out there can now sell it to the entire planet. We have almost 8 billion people on the planet. If we make it mandatory or they make it mandatory that everyone has to have the shot. Then they're gonna if they charge you only a hundred dollars and it's not out of your pocket that just goes to your uh, medical and you pay a copay. If they charge you one hundred dollars, they stand to make 
Okay, they stand to make, if it, it, no, I, I went by the $1.6 billion for 100,000. So if you extrapolate that out and say 100,000, how many times 100,000 go into uh, 800 or 8 billion? It goes 80,000 times. Actually, it might even be 800 million. At 80,000, for that same cost, they would, if they inoculated the entire planet, they would make $128 trillion. Holy fuck. Now, put, to put that into perspective, guys, and I say this in my video, the richest country in the, on the earth is America, and their gross domestic product, meaning the amount of money they net, is only $2.4 trillion per year. One pharmaceutical company could possibly make more money than exists on this entire face of the earth. They'd be going into debt to that pharmaceutical company to get the fucking uh, thing. So if they give it to five or six or ten, no one cares. Anthony Fauci and his business partner own a pharmaceutical company and they're working on two of the vaccines. Mm -hmm. Okay. Johnson and Johnson, which is owned by the, by the, um, 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 what call it? Anderson Cooper's family. Uh, he's not a Rothschild. He's, um, Oh, his mom just died. Rockefeller. Uh, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. The Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's own Johnson and Johnson. It's not owned by Johnson and John. Well, okay. Part they of sold it. Yeah, they sold it. Okay, they and the Vanderbilt's the bought up, it. And then they ended up selling it. It was owned by different, two different Johnsons. Mm -hmm. That's why you had one that was called Johnson uh, something. What Johnson and Johnson itself was sold off to and split into three companies. The name Johnson and Johnson's owned by the cabal, and the two Johnson, the girl and the boy from from the company, you know, from the family Johnson and Johnson, they own the other two. And one's called Johnson Bedford or something. And uh, anyways. It, that they own the pharmaceutical companies that are working on this stuff mm -hmm. is my point. Okay, so we're taking away, Trump took away all of Cabal's money and now he's going to hand them $128 trillion. Okay, but remember what you said? What if he gives them all this charges, all this stuff and, and borrows all this money from the Cabal and then says, <laughs> we're not going to pay you back. We just tanked the American dollar and that's no good anymore. And now we have the gold standard new America note. And you guys get nothing. Okay, yeah, so and I don't uh, know what's going to happen, but I was, I was mad on my video. And then because of that, I started researching and that's when I started asking questions. And that's when I got an answer that it looks like that might be the plan. Yeah, see, what's happening right now is uh, the media is not reporting on this, but back in March, uh, yeah, Donald Trump, he um, took the U.S. Treasury and uh, merged it with the uh, U.S. Federal Reserve and uh, put it under the management of the BlackRock CEO, Larry Fink. So that means that the U.S. Treasury is in charge of the uh, Rothschild Central Bank. So what's happening now Recently, I mean, uh, kind of looking deeply into this, what's happening is that America, Larry Fink in uh, particular, is uh, buying up as much uh, gold, platinum, and uh, silver um, as they can. So what I'm predicting is what's going to happen is, that especially when you see all these bailouts coming out and, you know, uh, them giving us, um, you know, money to survive uh, during this lockdown and all this shit that's coming on, you know, they're putting themselves, you know, trillions of dollars into debt. So I think what's going to happen is that they're going to just milk this cow for as long as they can. And then, uh, and then they're going to reset it. And, they, and there's a lot of talk about going back to the gold standard. And I think that's what's going to happen. And then when the Rothschilds come in and they say, well, you us, uh, you know, $20 trillion. And uh, Donald Trump can say, well, fuck you. I'm not paying you. What are you going to do?
right? Right, because up until now, the strong arm of the Rothschilds has been the United States to, you know, uh, apply their central bank policy across the world. So now that their military wing has been lost, you know, they can't use the American uh, American army. Now the rest of the world can, you know, literally start merging their treasuries and with their central banks and tell the Rothschilds to go and fuck themselves. And, uh, and there would be no way for the Rothschilds to come and uh, collect their money, right? Unless this whole COVID thing is their way of reacting back and saying, well, fuck you, we're going to poison you. Right. Well, and see, that's the thing. And now we're, they're pushing for, uh, you know, just like uh, the Joker said, the thing that I played for you guys, you know, wait till they make it illegal for you to be able to go out or go to a store or go to work without mm -hmm. proof that you have the shot. And, and that's and where that uh, Bill Gates uh, quantum tattoo yeah, comes in. And, right. And, the, and here's mm -hmm. what I say. Exactly. Here's what I say on that video, too, it, you know, it, is. One, we don't know what they're putting into it. Like Omar just said, they could be putting anything into it. Uh, zinc, mercury, right, uh, right. all kinds Whatever. of metals. Remember, Although Genghis zinc, Khan thought. Zinc works. How does zinc? Okay, so let me get back to that real quick because I went off of that. Let me tell you about hydroxychloroquine. How hydroxychloroquine works, guys, and I proved this. I, I read the chemical composition to you online, okay, and explain to you what exactly everything is, the words, what, what it does for you. And then the woman basically says the same thing. She, in layman's terms, what happens is hydroxychloroquine in that drug, okay, now, there are other properties because it fights malaria and it helps with lupus. But the reason and the, how it helps with both of those is that it has a pathogen in there, okay, that its job is to boost your immune system. And what it does is it boosts your immune system and it also, like aspirin, Aspirin makes your blood vessels slightly greasy, so they can't stick together. You don't get blood clots. And you don't it thins have out your blood as well. So in your cells, in the cellular structure, the way the virus works is it gets into and attaches to a cell, and we, and then what it does is that it draws energy from the cell itself, and then duplicates itself, and sometimes it affects infects the cell. Your body has to fight that off. So when you it boosts your immune system, and it also makes your cells slightly greasy, and it blocks. It blocks the, the reproduction of a virus. That's where the zinc comes into play with the hydroxychloroquine. The hydroxychloroquine goes in, okay, and that's, that stops the, the virus from being able to harm the cell. And the zinc goes into the cell and gives, and that makes itself poisonous to the, to the, the virus. And it gives the body enough time to then react and create antigens to kill the virus. Very cool. Okay, so that's how hydroxychloroquine <clears throat> works with zinc. So you take extra zinc because there's some in that, but you take extra zinc and it gets into your body that way. Okay, so then I show you their, the Johnson & Johnson's drug and I read to you what it, what it says. And it says it has a pathogen in there that does everything I just said. <laughs> and they added zinc to it. So basically they synthetically recreated hydroxychloroquine with zinc added to it and called it a different fucking thing. And I had somebody ask me that question. What if they just recreated hydroxychloroquine and we don't know it? I looked it up to see. That's exactly what they did. And I <laughs> that. And I proved that on the video that I'm going to put out. And the woman also <laughs> explains how hydroxychloroquine works. And then, you know, I show you. Uh, you, know, the, the video. you can't make this shit it. up. Can't make that shit up. I say that <laughs> in the video. I'm reading this, and, they and I didn't show you the screen. I probably should have shared my screen and showed you the chemical composition. But I read you all of the technical details of everything and went down every rabbit hole. 
And, and I do that with hydroxychloroquine and I do it with Johnson & Johnson's vaccine. So basically, they're just remaking hydroxychloroquine, not in a pill form, and then they're just going to inject it into people. It's the same thing because on the base root, guys, there's only a certain way to cure somebody of a virus, and that's to do exactly what both of those drugs do. You can do this naturally in your own house, okay? But I don't want to, because if I tell you this, I'm going to tell you this and we'll watch. They'll, they'll take this video down, okay? Because the guy, I say this in the other video too, the guy from the Dallas Buyers Club, true story, right? The movie was a true story. They realized that if you boosted the immune system because AIDS meant autoimmune deficiency syndrome, mm -hmm. your immune system got shut down by the virus and now you die from a common cold or whatever because you don't have an immune system. So they needed to give you a medicine to make your immune system turn on, okay, and pump up the immune system. So there's a Chinese guy who was, uh, for COVID-19, pumping people full, full of a massive dose of vitamin C, which does the same thing that hydroxychloroquine does. Vitamin C in a high dose or any dose gets into your system, and that's like rocket fuel for your immune system. It turns it on and kicks it up. I take vitamin C twice a day, large amount, okay? I also take zinc. Uh, once a day, a large amount, and I also take vitamin D3, 5,000 IU units per day, because those three things together make hydroxychloroquine. Mm, cool. The properties of all three of those things make hydroxychloroquine. And the only thing that's missing, in fact, uh, um, um, what's her name? She might even be in the crowd, who, who worked with you when, when I was with uh, uh, um, Watchers Talk. Uh, Sharon, she sent me a thing saying all of that, but you need to also add um, seltzer water. Uh, there's a property in the seltzer water that is, you know, because it's seltzer, so it's very uh, uh, oxygenated, so it's a, an antioxidant. So if you just antioxidant your butt to, to, to crazy by drinking tea, you're basically, that's just like, okay, you can make a, um, an antibiotic just by using apple cider vinegar, honey, and uh, a cayenne pepper, right? Throw in a little bit of a ginger and squeeze in a, a lemon and you have an a, 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 a antibiotic, and that's no joke. Okay, so people, they, they won't say that, though. They won't let you say that because the Food and Drug Administration has been bought off by the cabals to say that the only thing that is medicine is something that's synthesized by a pharmaceutical company. You can look that up. I'm not lying. That's actual true. Okay, so anything that happens naturally in the universe is not, in fact, anything that will give you any medicinal purpose. And they say, well, there's, there's no, that's anecdotal or there's no definitive proof that that does anything. So there is no definitive proof that anything I just said to you works because they don't acknowledge it. But just because you don't acknowledge a thing doesn't mean it's not a thing. There was a time that, that England didn't acknowledge Ireland as a free and sovereign nation, but they did. And guess what? They're a free and sovereign nation. There was also a time when England didn't recognize the United States as a free and sovereign nation. And guess what? We're a free and sovereign nation. Oh, wait, they did the same thing to Canada and they didn't acknowledge Canada as a free and sovereign nation. And guess what? Canada's a free and sovereign nation. Just because you'd want to look at a thing and go, la, 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 that's not real to me, doesn't we, mean uh, that it's not. We only became sovereign in uh, 1982 when uh, Pierre Trudeau uh, went before the Queen with constitution that uh, Canada had written. Because up until then, uh, we were pretty much running off the uh, Magna Carta or Magna Carta or like, you know, the British, yeah, yeah. The British uh, constitution. Yeah, and, uh, and then when the, uh, when uh, Queen Elizabeth, yeah, when Queen Elizabeth uh, signed off on it, 
she pretty much uh, said, okay, you guys are a sovereign country because you got your own, uh, you know, uh, constitution and your own everything. I still rule you, but, uh, you know, you're now a sovereign nation. So when people say, oh, Canada's like 150 years old, well, no, the idea of Canada is 150 years old, but Canada as a sovereign country is only like, you know, not even 30 years old, right? Uh, well, 82, 92 2002, well, it wasn't until 90, it was 97. Almost 40, 38 years. Ireland. Yeah, so it's only like 38 years old, right? But I got a blast, my bro, because um, that call come in that I was telling you about before the show yep, started. Yep, yep, yep. That's all right, because we're, we're like an hour and 35, 40 minutes anyway. So I got a jet too. So, um, all right, guys, we got off of the law of one. We only finished like four questions. We'll, we'll pick up back on 75 next week and... and um, because it was Omar's first week back, guys, that's, you know, we ended up kind of going off topic and going on and off, stayed on topic mostly, but the yeah. last half hour, 40 minutes here, we've been off completely off topic, but that video will be up. I'm going to take a break, get some dinner, and then I'll post that video tonight, somewhere around eight or nine o'clock my time. Uh, I'll put it on Orion rising, uh, the page and on Orion rising, the, the, uh, page on Facebook or on YouTube. So it'll be on my YouTube channel, my Facebook uh, page. Uh, I'll pop those up and, um, you might want to take a look at it because I, I prove I just told you the meat of what's on there. But if you want to see it and you want to see, you know, an undercover nurse say the same thing and show you, she's going to show you records on, on people's, uh, uh, you know, uh, on them testing COVID numbers. And, uh, and she acknowledges, again, I show you the video from the news here in, in town. I'm in the state capital of California and the Channel 10 News uh, actually asked Social Security if, they, if the government pays um, uh, people for a COVID-19 um, uh, uh, said that they're positive and they said yes they, they, they pay them $50,000 for every time they list somebody's COVID and so then I show you that and they acknowledge that, that that's true and then the girl undercover back in, in June she says they're paying $27,000 for intubation and she knows that and uh, then she shows you on the charts that her patients where it says, look, he's been tested negative, tested negative, but they have them listed positive. And her and other nurses talk about them infecting people. And that's a, a, a hospital in New York. So they haven't, they haven't definitively proved that they've been padding the numbers, but every information that I have gotten from any whistleblower that has come out from around the, not just this country, but the world, okay? Because it's happening in every country. I had Michael Feely on, and he had his people telling him the same thing was going on in, over in the UK, and they were getting paid the same amount of money for the same stuff. Intubation is like 27 grand, and COVID-19 listing is 50 to $55,000, depending on what country you're in. Okay, so who wouldn't be wanting to have money and just label everybody that? And I show you in this video that they were shifting patients around and putting them in with patients who don't have it, hoping that they'll get it. And these nurses say that, and they know it. Okay, so... It's bullshit. It's a lie. They've overinflated the numbers and they're purposely uh, in it making people sick. Uh, they're also, that's why there's so many people that died in old folks' homes because they left them in there on purpose and they all ended up giving it to the staff and everybody else. That's what we know happened. Okay, okay. homie, I got to run. All right, brother. I got to go too. Guys, thank you. Great show. Love you. Like thank our, you very our much. channels. Hit, subscribe to us. Hit the little bell. Uh, make sure you know that when Omar goes live on Watchers Talk, you can see a symbol there behind him. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I don't have mine up right now, but, you know, Orion Rising, uh, you know, look for me uh, or Google my name with Orion Rising. And you'll find me. All right, guys. Thank you. Love you guys. Have a good night. Omar, thank you for. Thank you very back. much. We'll, we'll try and do this every Friday at 5 p.m., brother, and go live. Yeah, yeah. Six, right? yeah. Until we can, anyhow. Until As long as we can, until we get to yeah. man, right? <laughs> <laughs>
I already right, believe. I gotta move away from the camera. If I'm too close to the camera, I start to res out. Look at me. Oh, All right, guys. Much love. Here I go. Resin out. Resin out. Whoop, let me get back over here. All right, I'm back in. Uh, the, the transporter's on. Watch. Here I go. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good night. <laughs>